0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Emma Daniels, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of SoCal Sweat. Today, I picked up one of my dear friends in corporate America, and I took her to Starbucks because I knew she needed a break, she was exhausted, she was tired, and I picked her up. I took her there and as we're standing in line, well actually I had her sit down and I stood in line and I wanted to take her the coffee. I was talking to some people in line and I noticed everybody was at that 3 p.m. slump. Some were actually, you know, hunched over on their phones. One person was was literally on their elbow with their head in their hand on one of the sideboards, nearly falling asleep trying to get a Starbucks. So I'm thinking, you know, I wanna do a podcast on Ways to achieve more energy, and I think coming out of the pandemic as well, a lot of people are sort of coming out of a slumber and getting back into the swing of things, but with a lot of fatigue. When we have more energy, we're more productive and we make better decisions. We can relieve stress and we eat healthier meals, I believe. So I'm going to give you 25 ways to get your energy, relieve stress, and perhaps eat more healthfully. I'm going to start the first one off with a bang, literally and figuratively. It's called morning glory, morning sex. What gives you more energy? You just roll over and start the day with a smile. Sex stimulates brain function and burns away fatigue. So that's the first one starting out with a bang, literally. Number two in that same vein, and this this goes for a lot of the males of our population. Don't get caught red-handed. Put a limit on any t- anything masturbatory. Over masturbation sinks levels of energy-boosting testosterone for the men. So that is kind of specific to our male audience, but anyway, for anyone. And this comes from Men's Health in one of the studies. Help with the third. Add spirulina to your to your kitchen essentials but it's taken regularly. It can make you physically and mentally sharper. And that is spirulina. It comes in powders, many different things. You can get it at Whole Foods, on Amazon. I'll put the link in the description notes. The fourth one. Avoid blue light at night. Scrolling through the news on your phone, in Instagram, TikTok, all your all your social media this fires up your brain. It's blue light and there are lights to avoid that. You can also wear blue light blocking glasses, but really try to stop the scrolling, especially when you're in bed. And if it's a dark environment and then you have the blue light in your in your retinas and it's, it's stimulating your brain activity, it does not allow for great sleep and actually perks you up again. It kinda acts as caffeine. So eliminate the blue light, meaning computers, laptops, cell phones, what have you. The fifth one, add an allergy med to your pill pack. Inflamed sinuses can sabotage sleep and it can zap your your energy, especially if you suffer from any type of sleep apnea. So if you suffer from any type of allergy, just add like a 25 milligram of diphenhydramine. I actually take that at night. I don't have any allergies, but I take that to calm me down and it really helps. Next is the importance of iron. A lot of Americans and pretty much everyone in the world lacks iron. When you don't have enough in your body, it limits oxygen delivery to your body. So when you take a gentle iron pill, you can really stay pumped, but really definitely drink a lot of water when taking iron because it causes constipation in many people. Next is just little little boost in the morning. Avoid a huge, huge breakfast and start off small at breakfast. You know, sometimes some some people will say, and, and really do what works for you, but a huge breakfast in the morning can kind of weigh you down. And if you do lighter, more frequent meals, you can keep your blood sugar levels stable, which increases your energy. A lot of us do intermittent fasting. I myself do that, and I find that my energy is higher. And when I do have that big, big meal, I'm... I mean, I'm surprised at how much energy I have during the day. So if you can avoid a huge like American breakfast with pancakes, unless it's on the weekends and brunch and you're indulging, but it really can bring down the slump. So just lighter, more frequent meals to keep your blood sugars uh, stable during the day to give you more energy. Next, carb up. We're always afraid of no carbohydrates, no carbohydrates. If you're on keto, you can find other ways to do it, but carb up and think twice before you cut out any type of pasta or low carbs that can actually zap the brain energy if you're really tired. It can reduce your attention span and when you're hungry or hangry like I get if I don't have enough carbs, I can't concentrate on anything. So unless you're following a really strict keto diet or something like that and you're And if you're not suffering any energy lags, just add a little more carbs to your diet, you know, whole grain pastas, things like that. It'll make you feel better and give you more energy. Next is tune in. You can help your concentration levels at work or any type of thing that you're doing, any type of activity by listening to Mozart. Setting the office radio to classic FM is a really good way to keep you tuned in and concentrated. I tend to listen to like hard rock, heavy metal, but then when I really need to tune in, I do love classical music and I do love like classic blues rock. So just kind of experiment with that. Some people can really, you know, keep their energy going with the hard music and you know a million things at once, but if you really tune in to something a little more calming, you actually have more energy and productivity towards what you're doing. It kind of doesn't make sense, but yet it does. Rude awakening. If you're yawning, don't stifle it. When you do that, oxygen acts as a pick-me-up by helping cognitive function and brain activity. So a yawn is actually good for you. It stimulates the oxygen and keeps your brain in high function mode for better energy. Next is power down. If you're working from home, taking a 20 minute lunch break nap will boost your energy and enhance cognition. I am not one for taking naps. If I do, I can't even fall asleep anyway. I really envy those people that can take power naps. One of my best friends from college, he would shut his eyes, 10 minutes goes by, he would be so energetic once he woke up and it would be a whole start to a new day. Now, Dr. Oz has suggested in the past that when you take a nap, that you drink a coffee before you go to the nap, or an espresso. Power down for 10, 15, 20 minutes, or even a half an hour. And by the time you wake up, you're full of energy. And that's when that caffeine has actually taken taken play in your body. So that's a, just a suggestion. I remember that came from Dr. Oz. So get that little 20-minute lunch break nap in. Or help with some afternoon delight per the first tip I gave you. <laughs> Next, a shot in the arm with caffeine. Sink that coffee before you nap. Just what I said about Dr. Oz. That same study found that it boosts alertness for the next for the next hour. It's, it's really amazing, but it does work. Next, chew away. Chewing gum will freshen up your mind and your breath. And the mint can actually help your attention span. In fact, that's why a lot of people do peppermint teas to perk them up. I know that in one of my diffusers in my home I have peppermint um, oil extract and I always pop dentine uh, spearmint gum for any type of mint. Also gum is just really good to have in your mouth during the day for you know adding, adding moisture to the teeth for less bacteria. But please try not to chomp the gum. I know I myself chew it all the time and then I tuck it back behind my teeth and when I'm on camera I always get talked to like Anne take out the gum and I always have to do that, and then I try to tuck it tuck it further back. And they're like, "We still, ha- you still have gum because you're every once in a while you stop and you and you chew it." Yes, guilty. But actually, chewing gum, especially peppermint or spearmint or any of the dentine, any any of the any of the mint ones, will freshen up your breath and your mood, and possibly increase your energy and your attention span. Next, build your focus with lower caffeine and calming. L-thionine with builder's tea if you are not a coffee drinker. l in builder's tea will give you a gentler boost if you can't handle that caffeine. So either do the caffeine, the espresso, or a lower caffeine tea with L-thionine. Next, go to the gym, work out, especially lift weights. You can lift your energy in the gym with just an hour of low intensity exercise, a week can cut signs of fatigue by 65% in six weeks. You can do cardio. Resistance training is fantastic because it, it, it takes so much energy and it burns so many calories, especially if you're doing leg day. That just takes everything out of you. So you can lift your energy in the gym. Sometimes when you go to the gym, you're super low energy, but when you're done, no one's ever said, oh, I regret that workout. Usually you leave feeling much better. And again, if you do one hour of low intensity exercise a week, can cut signs of fatigue by 65% within the six weeks. Next, water. We usually head for caffeine when we feel tired, but half the time, especially if you're hungry, you're mostly just dehydrated. And it's really hard for a lot of us to drink that much water because, especially in Los Angeles, and if we're in our cars or any type of commute, if you are you know, commuting, there are no bathrooms anywhere. So then you're drinking all this water, and then it's like you have nowhere to go. And half the time, you have to, when you go to a gas station, you have to buy gas, and then you don't. But you don't only need gas, and they don't use let you use the bathroom. So it's just it's hard. But drink. Try to drink up to 80 ounces of water per day. That would be four ventis if we're talking about Starbucks again. It's been shown to decrease signs of sleepiness and fatigue. And then actually, you choose better options when you eat because sometimes when we're fatigued we grab for the caffeine and we grab for the treats. If you drink more water, you are gonna be fuller faster and then you will make better decisions in your nutrition. How about a messy desk or a messy home? I cannot go to bed if if I have clutter in anywhere near me. Everything to me is, needs to be very tidy. I'm a kind of an alpha. I don't like clutter. There's certain things that have to be done before I go to bed, no matter how tired I am. And I get so irritated with myself if I travel because sometimes, I, I won't let me go self go to bed unless I like unpack my suitcase and do everything like that. But for those of us that are like that, a messy mind leads to a messy sleep, and we're not then we don't have enough energy for the next day. So you know, distracting clutter can really exhaust you mentally. So check, take a look at Marie Kondo, and sort of tidy up your workspace because the less clutter you have the less your mind is cluttered, and then you have more peace of mind, less stress, and a better night's sleep, which leads to more energy the next day, and better decisions. Next, break it up. During the day, when you're sitting at your desk all day, try to incorporate breaks as far as getting up and stretching, or getting up and doing a few jumping jacks. Stretching for 10 seconds every 20 minutes is all it takes, then it will stop the fatigue when you're sitting at your desk. Plus, it just like gets you going, gets the blood flowing again because when our blood just sits in our bodies and it doesn't circulate, it gives us a more of a slump effect and then you're so fatigued and then if you notice, your back sort of hunches over towards a computer and your eyes just kind of glaze over. Most of these studies just say to incorporate breaks and some people actually use the desk, which is that desk that stands up. Or, if you have a Peloton or any kind of exercise bike, you can actually invest in little trays where you can put your laptop or any of your accessories and bike while you work. I've tried that. It doesn't work for me. I wish it did. Um, Some of these add-ons are really expensive and you have to have them custom made. And I'm just, I'd rather get up and walk around than than do all of that. But that's just, those are, you know, suggestions that you can do as well. Even if you're sitting at your desk doing calf raises underneath, at least that keeps your blood flowing for higher energy throughout the day. Next is clock out. Work smarter, not harder. Worn out, unhappy people at work are 22% less productive than happy ones. If you can, make that to-do list. Really remind yourself so you don't sit there and waste time because the longer you work, sometimes it's just not working smarter. It's working longer, which is sometimes even less productive. And we all have our ways of working. I know that I have to make a list and get up all the time. I can't just sit there for hours and hours at a time. Uh, I do like also to bring my laptop to certain areas outside of my home. If I'm on shoots, I bring it elsewhere. I don't like to be in the same spot all the time. But try to do what works for you, of course. But try to work smarter, not harder, because then you have more energy and a better productive day overall. Plus, increased productivity at work. And next is to have a life outside of work. Sometimes people are so nine to five driven and then they bring their work home and it just becomes so mundane during the work week and then you have the weekend and then you just sit there and sleep. I know a lot of people like that and it's just, it doesn't make for a really great work-life balance and kind of miserable unless you really love your job. So really make time for hobbies, sports, Maybe you like to go to the movies. Maybe you like to just go to the mall. And things are opening back up. And look at AMC; their stock just their stock just hit the hit the roof. And they had almost gone bankrupt, but you know they're back. And if you actually invest in their company, there's a loyalty program. You can get free popcorn all the time and other things for premieres. There's just so many things that you can do. And sports are always fantastic. And going out and playing football, soccer going for a run with a friend, hiking, it increased your energy exponentially so then you can get out of that office and just feel better and you know, look forward to weekends and look forward to life. So just besides increased energy, increase your quality of life. And also, I was kind of happy to hear this. The next one is don't be afraid to hit the snooze button after a bad night's sleep. If you just hit it one time, you can get your brain firing again because sometimes to get out right away. It's just like you almost want to go back to bed. And if you allow yourself to just be in that snooze, I mean, there are arguments for and against, but I always find that when I have early call times, I will literally set my alarm for even much earlier. So I do have that snooze time to just kind of like, you know, stretch my toes and stretch in bed. Um, wish, Wish that I could go back to the dream that I had because I have some amazing dreams. Oh, I I would, I I shall not share. I shall not share in this podcast. Perhaps that would be for another time. And next, we are almost done with these surprising ways to boost your energy naturally. But that would be to control your stress. This is, of course, easy for anyone to say. But stress-induced emotions consume high amounts of energy, especially for those that suffer with anxiety. I have a lot of friends that suffer with anxiety and I find that I speak to them quite frequently and kind of trying to like calm them down it's it's a hard thing to do but if you talk with a friend or relative and join a support group or maybe see a psychotherapist or even you know join one of those apps where it can really help you with a, with a counselor it will really help diffuse your stress. Relaxation therapies like meditation, self-hypnosis, yoga, and tai chi are also very effective tools for reducing stress. For me, I usually box. I'm still recovering from a broken arm and leg, so I'm not able to do that as much, but do whatever works for you. And if you do suffer anxiety, really try to seek an outlet so that it just you know kind of lightens your load up a little bit. Also, on that same thing of lightening your load, lighten the load of your schedule one of the main reasons for fatigued is being overworked and overwork can include your profession your family your social obligations your kids your kids practices zoom school now that we're coming out of it try to streamline your list of must-do activities one of my friends said they always do the hard stuff first I tend to do the easy stuff first because I like to check off boxes, but that actually creates more stress for me in the long run. So I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to kind of change my ways on that. But set your priorities in terms of the most important tasks, like my friend said, do the hard stuff first, and pare that down to the less important, the easy stuff, where you can just cross off those boxes like I do. And consider asking for extra help at work or for your side projects. I have referred to Fiverr. You know, some of these apps and some of these uh, programs where you can hire someone abroad and it's very affordable and they do a fantastic job. But really do look at, you know, the, the reviews. But if you delegate, which is hard to do because I am an alpha and if I delegate anything, I'm like watching them. don't don't spell anything wrong. So but it actually helps relieve your stress for more energy and avoid smoking. Smoking threatens your health, as we all know. In fact, there was just a study that says someone could actually be obese and someone could actually be really lean and be a smoker. And the smoker is more at risk of, of a lesser length of life than someone who's obese and has heart problems. It's, it's kind of crazy. So just try not to smoke, avoid smoking. And if you have to smoke, you know, a cigar, if you don't inhale, is actually, you know, not bad. But I also read that a hookah is really bad for you. So just look at some recent studies, but really try to avoid smoking the nicotine. But smoking actually siphons off your energy by causing insomnia, which, is, which, which puts you to sleep. This is why any of us that are former smokers or smokers have a smoke break, because it kind of calms you down. The nicotine in tobacco is a stimulant. So it's, it's, it can siphon off the oxygen for energy, but actually stimulates you in the nicotine form. So it speeds the heart rate, raises blood pressure, and stimulates the brain wave activity associated with wakefulness, making it harder to fall asleep. And once you do fall asleep, that addictive power can kick in and awaken you for further cravings of having more smokes. And finally, restrict your sleep. If you think you may be sleep deprived, try getting less sleep. This advice may sound odd, but determining how much sleep you actually need it depends on the person, can reduce the time you spend in bed not sleeping. This process makes it easier to fall asleep and promotes more restful sleep in the long run. And Here's how to do it. For those that don't nap, avoid napping during the day if you get too much sleep. The first night, go to bed later than normal and get four hours of sleep. If you feel that you slept well during that four hour period, add another 15 to 30 minutes of sleep the next night. As long as you're sleeping soundly the entire time you're in bed, Slowly keep adding the 10 to 15 minute increments or 15 to 30 on the sleep for successive nights. Does that make sense? So if you can't sleep and you or you sleep too much, avoid the nap during the day, experiment. On the first night of your experiment, go to bed later than normal and get four hours of sleep. If you feel that you slept well during that four hour period, add 15 to 30 minutes of sleep the next night as long as you're sleeping soundly the entire night you're in bed, slowly keep adding sleep on successive nights. So that would be restrict the sleep, experiment, and then add that back in, kind of like the elimination diet. If you think that you're allergic to something, you take certain things out and then slowly add that back in for your own experimental purposes for your body and how it works for you. Again, eating for energy. There's that carb load that I mentioned before, but eating foods with a low glycemic index whose sugars are absorbed slowly, like carbs may help you avoid the lag and energy that typically occur after eating a quickly absorbed sugars or refined starches. Foods with low glycemic index include whole grains and high fiber vegetables, nuts and healthy oils, such as olive oil. In general, high carbohydrate foods have the highest glycemic indexes. Proteins and fats have glycemic indexes that are close to zero. So just eat for energy and do what works for you, works for your body. And finally, limit alcohol. Mm, but this is good for everybody. One of the best hedges against the mid-afternoon slump is to avoid drinking alcohol at lunch. Some people do this, and especially you know people in with business lunches and things like that. It seems odd to me in the article, though. Like, are most people drinking at lunch? Uh, although one of these studies was from a European magazine, so that would make sense. So avoid drinking alcohol at lunch, people. The sedative, the, the sedative effect of alcohol is especially strong at midday. Similarly, avoid a 5 o'clock cocktail if you want to have an early evening or have energy in the evening. If you're going to drink, do so in moderation at a time when you don't mind having your, your energy wind down. And also, if you are drinking alcohol... Try to drink water between, between two drinks or among the three. And you know try to stick with the less than three rule, especially during the week. And to reiterate, do try to avoid drinking alcohol during lunch breaks, as that one study out of London stated. So those are my 25 tips to increase your energy levels and have a better night's sleep for better decision making, less stress and healthy eating. We just make better decisions and we have more productive days at work, a full balanced life and we just feel better and it actually increases our longevity for life. So I hope that helped a little bit as we curtail it to our 3 p.m. Starbucks breaks. Add some of these little tips in to see if it works for you. So thank you so much for joining me on another episode of SoCal Sweat and I will see you again soon. Have a great night. We appreciate you listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. And you can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Anne McDaniel's or at Anne McDaniel's address. And I will see you next time on So Cal swear.